G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 7. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall, Carl the Jackal, Diorio. And uh, boys, well, the footy's over and the racing really gets serious now. We've got uh, Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington, highlighted by the arrival of a couple of Northern Raiders, including probably the best credentialed Hong Kong horse we've had here in Romantic Warrior. And in Sydney, there are piles of money to be made. There is a $2 million Group 2 race and a $1.5 million unlisted race. Well, Carl, uh, I described Romantic Warrior as uh, without, almost without doubt, the uh, almost certainly the best Hong Kong horse to have raced here. You quibbled with that somewhat. But whether he's going to win on Saturday, I suppose, is another question. He's got uh, the full penalty with uh, 59 kilos, only zipping as one with that weight in the past uh, 20 years. And yet he's, uh, he's short enough. He is. I think there's a big aura around uh, Romantic Warrior. And I suppose it's all the, there's no questioning his ability. It's about how he acclimatizes to these surrounds. And we obviously know he missed a trial due to a, a typhoon before he left and then had to get into quarantine. And then there were issues with the feed that uh, Romantic Warrior then had to adjust to um, due to our um, uh, regulations. So there's all these aspects of the day. He'll have to be tied up in the race day stalls and arrive on course, I think, uh, three hours before the event and just all these cultural differences that he'll have to adjust to. And you suspect whatever he does on sad day, he'll be much better uh, for uh, three weeks into the Cox Plate. And Joel, in Sydney at Rose Hill, uh, certainly a, an enlivened program from uh, the meeting that you used to get the Saturday after the uh, Epsom Day. Uh, we've got the Tap Craig worth $1.5 million. The Group 2 Hill Stakes worth $2 million. Oh, sorry, the Tap Craig's worth half a million. Uh, the Group 2 Hill Stakes worth $2 million. And then the Allen Brown Stakes worth $1.5 million. Looking at those fields... Uh, Someone's going to pick up some fairly easy cabbage. Well, not I mean, not easy. They're pig fields, and they're obviously got to be very good horses. But, uh, gee, that's good dollars for the standard of race that they are, I would have thought. Yeah, certainly, Barks. Obviously, the first running of the Allen Brown. And, um, yeah, well, they'd be pretty happy with the, the field, firstly, the size. I mean, they've, they've got a capacity field and uh, still a few double acceptors to sort themselves out. But uh, for $1.5 million, why wouldn't they turn up? And it does add a bit to the program, sort of an in-between program, but it's, uh, yeah, it's really sort of beefed it up. And of course the Hill Stakes worth 2 million and the, the Roman consuls are a really intriguing clash with the, the three-year-olds. Um, and as you mentioned, the Tap Craig, well, the Tap Craig was looking sort of just a bit of a ho-hum event until the late entries come through on Tuesday and Gary Portelli and Connections decide to throw a late nom in for NCAT. I think they were looking at going to the King Charles next week. They may still do. But, um, yeah, so his uh, his appearance certainly uh, adds a bit of quality to that event. All righty. We will get to all the big money in black type races at Rose Hill. And it's not just Melbourne and Sydney this week. Uh, there's the Queensland Cup listed event at Eagle Farm. It's Murray Bridge Cup Day in SA. And it is Kalgoorlie Cup Day in WA. So there's quality racing all over the shop. As uh, we hit the first Saturday in October, we will start you off at Flemington, take you right through the black type there. And the first of the black type races is race two, Dali Maribyrnong trial stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights for two-year-olds. Uh, they're all first starters. We're all guessing to some extent. What did you think, Joel? Uh, number nine ultimatum for me at 20 to 1 made some appeal. Uh, she's well-bred, cost over a million dollars, only fall from the mare before she sadly passed away. She was stakes placed down the straight on debut as a two-year-old and then won a couple before being retired, very well related to Esther Jarb and Remark. And this filly has been placed in a, a Cranbourne trial and a Flemington jump out. Uh, Harry Coffey's ridden both times and I thought she'd yeah, shown a bit of ability, beaten a couple of her key rivals who are much shorter in the market. So on with her each way to beat three bodyguard who's trialled up in Sydney and comes through the espionage trial. We saw that form Frank last week in the Breeders' Plate. Uh, in for third, number two, Blue Illusion. Certainly looked pretty sharp leading and finding when challenged late in a straight jump out recently. 
and in for fourth, we've got number six, Dublin Down, stablemate of Ultimatum. Uh, he has looked pretty handy in his trial and jump out as well. Nine, three, two, six. I have gone with Dublin Down, horse number six, the stable the Joel Selection. Uh, like that recent trial win at Ararat, sat uh, prominent wide up on the pace and then just when was asked to quicken, uh, let down well. So uh, got him on top. Ahead of number two, Blue Illusion, who uh, won his Flemington jump out quite easily down the straight. For third, for third number three, Bodyguard, who was uh, ridden out to finish alongside the Espionage uh, in the trial and up at the Kensington track. And then for fourth, I put in number four, Centre Square. I've gone six, two, three, and four. And I have gone for uh, Bodyguard, the very expensive Colt. Who has the uh, trial, the Frank trial form there, second to Espionage? And I have got April, uh, sorry, I've got uh, Dublin Down, Blue Illusion, and Wolfgang for the Miners, three, six, two, and eight. Race three at Flemington on Saturday, ABC Bullion superimposed stakes, 1800 metres for three year olds at set weights and penalties, a listed event, Joel. I've got number 12, Cosguy. Uh, by the Autumn Sun from a pretty decent New Zealand female family. Did a good job winning on debut at Bendigo. Um, certainly gave the impression there that the further he went, the better he'd be. He then went to Sandown, took on older horses at benchmark 64 level. Uh, there was no tempo in the race. He ran a slick last 600 to run second. Uh, third horse, Poison Chalice, goes very well. Serious Black runs at the Valley. Uh, the winner of that race runs at the Valley Friday night, so that'll be... Uh, you know, might get a bit of a, another tick through the form line. But, yeah, I thought the step up and trip would suit, and he's a nice type. So I'll go with him to beat 16 Wings of Song. Uh, quite like this filly, the half to Cherry Tortoni. Uh, it was a good win at Swan Hill last start. She is much shorter at the Valley on Friday night, but you can, you can get about 80 to 1 for her here on Saturday if they elect to go here. Uh, eight Rip Raw has been ticking along quite well since arriving from New Zealand. A couple of runs against older horses. Was able to beat them last time out the further... Uh, trip should suit from a good gate and in for fourth. I've got number 17, Mikio, who was always travelling like the winner at Geelong when winning his maiden. Uh, just looks a, a real nice staying tight. There's obviously a few other hopes in this, but it's a pretty open race. 12, 16, 8, 17. I'm also with Cosgo on top, the half-brother of the Tavigo. Um, great win on debut. And then, yeah, it was a sit sprint. And uh, he did dash quite well in the circumstances. And as you said, Joel, the third horse there, uh, Poison Chalice, who runs in the first heat, uh, or one of the first heats, I should say, of the Melbourne Cup, um, Oaks Day Country, uh, Country Cup final uh, at Murtoa on Saturday. So that might be a horse worth following as well. But Cosguy looks certainly on a derby path and, and, and one to beat here at a bit of each way odds from eight. Rip Raw, a good last start winner at Bendigo. Uh, Andrew Forsman and Damien Lane always uh, worth respecting the combination they saw the races Riff Rocket in for third uh, won well first up at Kembla placed behind Snowman last time James McDonald excellent Flemington record and for fourth and then number five Apulia I've gone 12, 8, 6 and 5 I am with Waller and McDonald with Riff Rocket to beat Fists of Fury Apulia and Rip Raw 6, 2, 5 and 8 Race four at Flemington on Saturday, TAB Edward Manifold Stakes, 1,600 metres, three-year-old fillies, set weights, group two, John. Uh, four Zardozzi for me. Uh, look, she had excuses first up in Sydney. The T-Rose run was quite poor, but just the fact that James Cummings and the Godolphin team are pressing on with her uh, certainly gave me a bit of a confidence to have a bet on her at Sandown last week and it was a horror watch. She, there was no money for her. She went out 20 to 1 and, and just went to the line hard held. I'm sure she would have been right in the finish had she seen clear galloping room. So obviously hasn't had a hard run. They're backing her up this week. Barrier 1, that's her third barrier 1 in a row. So she's going to need a, bit, a little bit of luck again. But I think uh, I think she's, I guess the, the, moral is that the moral of the story is that she's going better than the, the form card read. So I'm with her each way to beat 13 Poifect. A nice filly, was heavily back first up in the Jim Maloney at Caulfield, did a good job to finish in the placing, should have benefit, uh, should have certainly improvement to come from there. Seven, Aprilia, travelled a bit wide in that race, held on well for fourth. She's getting fitter and up to a more suitable distance, I would have thought, and a bit of a roughy, number 15, Tieta, 
in for fourth, daughter of El Manzor, was wide and, and pretty game there at Seymour first up. I uh, thought she had a bit of room to improve at a bit of a price. Four from 13, seven and 15. I'm with six, Coco Sun. She won both her starts as a two-year-old and then resumed with a respectable effort in the Jim Maloney. She got back in the field from the wide gate. Uh, the tempo sort of dropped out of the race through the middle stages. Uh, Oz Empress was able to lead throughout. Coco Sun was doing her best work late in between runners. I thought that effort had merit. She'll be suited on the bigger track here at Flemington up to the mile and she's heading on an Oaks path. So uh, she's one that I'm really keen to follow this campaign. Got Joel's tip Zardozzi in for second. Uh, four wide first up. Heat stress second up. Held up badly third up. Definitely due a change of luck. Third number two, Legacies, who just worked overtime last time in Exford Plate. May have to do so again from the wide gate. And then for fourth, number 13, Perfect. I've gone six, four, two, and 13. I made sub-rising my value bet on the program. Number nine, uh, Tassie bred Philly, who has uh, lightly raced, just had the, had the five starts and a uh, bit unlucky last time, finishing hard from the back in the Jim Maloney over 1,400. Uh, should lead up to 1,600. He's by the Tassie site Needs Further, who... Uh, Ironically, most of uh, his best progeny don't need further. They normally don't really go beyond 1,200, but uh, Mystic Journey was one who uh, certainly got further than that. So I'm hoping Sub Rising is in that category. She uh, races like that. Uh, Aprilia, Perfect, and Legacies for the Miners. 9, 7, 13, and 2. Race 5 at Flemington on Saturday. World Pool. Dane Hill Stakes, 1,100 metres for three-year-olds. Set weights, group two. couple of early scratchings leaves nine in the fields we speak on Thursday afternoon. Joel? Yeah, I'm not giving up on Kandinsky Abstract. He's uh, been costly if you've backed him both times this prep. I thought he was first up running the San Domenico. He couldn't have done much more against the tempo there and back and wide. And it was a, certainly a pass mark. And then he was easy in the market in the Poseidon Stakes, drew out wide and all the action seemed to be down near the fence. He didn't really get warm until the last 100. It was nice work. So the query is staying at 1,100 again. But the positive is that they put the blinkers first time. So hopefully that's going to sharpen him up and maybe a slightly different race shape too. So he's he's sort of trending around double figures again. Um, so, you know, it's not as if he's a real short price that you've got to step into. So I'm happy to back him each way again. Ahead of nine, Stratton Angel. Nice filly, looked really good in that first prep and she measured up in the cap on Teves, hit the line strongly from a long way back. I think she can measure up against the boys. Two, Libertad was a little bit disappointing in the run to the Rose. Wasn't beaten far, it was that blanket finish. Now, prior to that, over the 1100, he won the San Domenico. So I'm willing to give him another chance. And three, I am unstoppable. Who was, has been very good in both of his defeats this time and he certainly... Uh, looks ready to, to break through, and there's certainly other chances. But uh, seven for me from nine, two, and three. Yeah, I'm the same Quinella, uh, same sort of logic there as Joel with Kadinsky Abstract on top. Uh, I think that Poseidon stakes as well. The first five over the line were barriers one to five. They all seem to, uh, it was a race of little change. They all seem to sort of congregate down towards that inside rail, and uh, Kadinsky Abstract drew the widest barrier was out the back and just never really got into it. He, his closing sectionals were good, but he never looked a winning chance. I'm hoping that this race just uh, isn't run the same way. Stratton Angel, I was in uh, I was in a corner for the Captain Teves. I thought it was a lovely run uh, down the outside rail. Uh, she'll improve fitness-wise. And speaking to Philip Stokes after the race, he suggested that she hadn't come in the coat yet. So... Uh, there is improvement to come in, in Stratton Angel against the boys heading into the weekend. Further, I've put in I Am Unstoppable. Uh, probably should have won the Poseidon. Uh, if, if had have got the run at the 300-metre mark, probably would have overrun Archo Nacho. And uh, I have put in Archo Nacho in for fourth. So I've gone 7, 9, 3, and 4. Uh, I went with I Am Unstoppable. In fact, uh, made... Him, my best on the program to beat Stretton Angel, Archo Nacho and Libertad, three, nine, four and two. Race six at Flemington is the Furphy, Rose of Kingston Stakes, 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties for mares at Group 2 level, Joel. 
Yeah, I've gone the way of the odds on favourite Princess Grace. Hard to ignore. She's just racing so well. Narrowly beaten in the Winks and the Memsey. And then set outside the lead off that steady tempo and and probably had her chance in the Maccabi Diva. So now she comes back to Mare's grade, back to 1,400, and just so well placed at the weight. So she's hard to go against. The toppy is smart, Skewiff, over from New Zealand, last start group one winner. Has a bit of a tricky gait, but certainly wouldn't shock me if she gave the favourite a real run for her money. Uh, in for third, number four, wrote to Arataki. Her first up run was so good. I'm just willing to give her another chance. She led and, and didn't show much fight last start. So there's um, a couple of gear changes here. And just on the strength of that fresh run, I think she's worth another chance for your multiples anyway. And 13, Osbred Flirt, talented Sydney cider. Uh, resumed off a nice trial with a really good win. It was only a benchmark 78. There was a little bit of depth to it. And she looks to have come back in good order. Three, one, four, and 13. I think the market's got this race spot on. I've gone in market order 3, 1, 10, and 13. Princess Grace uh, suited back to 1,400. Not sure she was suited just outside the lead. Probably better ridden a touch quieter, uh, despite the fact that it was a bit of a sit sprint than Maccabi Diva. I just don't think that suited her. So back to 1,400 with the potential of having a horse to follow from gate 5 in this bigger field. I think she's the one to beat from Skewiff. Life Lessons. The runner-up to Amelia's Jewel should be improved for that. And then for fourth, number 13, Oz Bread Flirt. So 3, 1, 10 and 13. Yeah, well, having probably foolishly tipped Princess Grace at two or possibly all three starts this time in, uh, I have jumped off this time. Uh, I think Joel's nearly uh, talked me into jumping back on, but uh, I went with uh, the Amelia's Jewel forming life lessons. But Princess Grace certainly very well weighted here. Skew with and Bell Erich, 10, 3, 1, and 9. First leg of the Quaddy at Flemington is race 7. The Lexus Bart Cummings, 25, 20 metres. A little bit of a late bump up the extra 10 metres. Hopefully that won't uh, make the difference. Um, it is a Group 3 handicap. It is worth half a million, but more importantly, it also is worth a free ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Joel. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion here. I found it very difficult to sort out this race. But I've gone with number 15, Future History. Uh, just has seemed to improve at each run in Australia. He kicked off at a mile and then went to 2,000. That's where his last three runs have been. Uh, it was a, a good win at Rooney Valley, two runs back. Had all favours. And then last time out, thought he, he battled on really well. Just young Werther was able to sort of get up the inside and... Um, you know, I think once he saw him there, he sort of fought a little bit. So they've taken the blinkers off. Uh, maybe that was, you know, maybe he just didn't quite see young Verti getting up the inside there. But he's going to get a lovely run from gate three. I think he's ready for the step up and distance. So go with him each way without a ton of confidence. I thought six virtuous circle could be a big improver out of the naturalism. Uh, you know, sort of against the tempo of the race, he was hitting the line well. I think the step up and distance is certainly going to suit him. 14 interpretation was pretty plain, I thought, at Flemington last start after chasing home future history. They've put the blinkers back on him, uh, so hopefully that can sharpen him up and bring out the best in him because his previous two runs were quite good. And I put Ash Run in for fourth. Not quite sure what to make of him for Saturday, but he was pretty good first up over the 1700. We know he's a talented stayer. He's had a long, long time off. So whether he's quite ready for the 2500 second up, I'm not sure, but chucked him in for fourth. Uh, there's plenty of other hopes, though. It's a tough race. 15, 6, 14, 1. You're going to have a good sort of each-way bet on Shiraz here, horse number three. It was only two years ago that he was $4.40 favourite to win this race, and uh, he didn't put his best foot forward. In fact, he's still looking for his first win in Australia since arriving from France, a former Aga Khan horse. But uh, last spring, he, he raced uh, creditably several times. He was runner-up to Emissary in the Heatherly. He was very unlucky at 2,400 in the Herbert Power behind Saracen Knight. He was held up the length of the straight. His two runs this campaign, campaign have been really good, uh, particularly his last run, the naturalism. He got back to last from his wide gate, and uh, he was the widest in the home straight and ran the quickest closing sectionals of the race. He's looking for the 2,500 metres, and, and the extra 20 metres uh, advertised will suit him. Barrier 4 should get a softish run in, in, in mid-division and look for him late. Virtuous Circle was another that caught the eye on the naturalism, got back and, and, and was weaving through late. Uh, Damien Lane picks up the ride there. 
Third, I'm putting in Alaskan God. A bit of a query at the distance, but he has certainly been very forward this campaign, fifth in the fee and third in the naturalism and draws to get every possible chance to run the 25 out from barrier one. And then I've got future history in for fourth. Three, six, 10 and 15. Uh, well, I thought the very much informed Waterhouse bot stable had a strong hand here. And I am a big fan of Goldman, but Goldman, of course, is already in the Melbourne Cup and has 52 kilos, probably doesn't need to be winning any handicaps uh, in the lead up. Uh, so I've just landed on Serpentine from the Waterhouse bot team number four. First Immortal, Alaskan God and Serpentine's stable mate, Sir Lucan. Uh, my other selections, and on the subject of Alaskan God, fun fact about the Bart Cummings is that uh, three of the past five winners have jumped from barrier one, which is what Alaskan God has on Saturday. Um Race eight, second leg of the quaddy is the main race. It is the Turnbull Stakes, 2,000 metre group one. Set weights and penalties, four-year-olds and up. Uh, set weights and penalties to add a bit of intrigue to this one uh, in the midst of uh, all the weight for age races that many of these contest on the way through. It is only worth 750000 The favourites won in four of the past seven years. Mayors have won in four of the past nine years. How did you see it, Joel? Yeah, well, I've been with Osipenko his last couple, and I just I, I don't want to jump off because I think he's ready to win. Uh, I thought his Maccabi Diva run was very good. He just, you know, the, the sit sprint tempo didn't suit. He sort of had to wait, and once he got over heels, I thought he really built into his work nicely. Last 100 metres was strong. He should get a reasonably good run, and we saw him win out to 2,000 metres last prep, Yeah, albeit against his own age over four rivals. But I think the 2,000 is what he's looking for now. And, I mean, they yes, they had the option to, to go back to Sydney for a race like the Epsom last week, and they've elected to stay here. So I'm with Osipenko and he's each way odds. Uh, I'm going to have something on Duke de Sessa. I've been waiting to have something on him the last couple of weeks, and he's been scratched. I thought his Memsey run was quite good. Uh, Stable keep talking him up quite highly. I think he's a, a Caulfield Cup uh, smoky. He want to be running quite well here. And I think he can at good odds. 11, Solcom is going super. Backed up that heavily win with a terrific effort, stepping up in class in the Underwood. And I've thrown the Hong Kong champion for fourth, number one, Romantic Warrior. Uh, very short. Obviously, his record's hard to hard to ignore. But um, just just want to see him do it. He'd certainly be going in my quaddy. Uh, but on with Osipenko, 7, 12, 11, 1. Sulkham on top for me. He's just raced terrifically this campaign. An impressive winner in the Headley and fantastic against the tempo in the Underwood, graduating from handicap to weight for age. And he looks well treated under the set weights and penalties of the Turnbull. Big uh, open spaces at Flemington should suit. And uh, I think he's a great each way price. Uh, ahead of Romantic Warrior, who, well, he, he's obviously the best on form, but uh, whether he produces it. Here in the Turnbull, I'm not convinced, but you don't want to look completely stupid by leaving out uh, the Hong Kong champion somewhere in your numbers. 2,000 metres is his best distance. Um, he is quite push-button. He can take a, a forward position from the barriers, and, and James McDonald's three from three on him, so uh, he'll know uh, how to ride him. Third, number seven, Osipenko, for the reasons Joel outlined, and for fourth, number four, Francesco Guardi, who's just tracking beautifully the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. Uh, leaving out West Wind Blows, I'd be very surprised if he's up to these. I've gone 11, 1, 7 and 4. Yeah, well, prepare to be surprised because I am with the forgotten radar. West Wind Blows to beat Romantic Warrior, Osipenko and Barclay Square, 5, 1, 7 and 9. Race 9 at Flemington on Saturday. Third leg of the quaddy. Gill Guy stakes 1,200 metres down the straight six. Set weights and penalties, three-year-old and up at Group 2 level. Joel? I've learned the way of the toppy here, number one, Jigsaw. Uh, we just saw him last prep go to a, a new level. He's always had that good talent, but has you know, just taken him a little while to, to fully show it. But he had a super last campaign, uh, winning four on the bounce and then didn't have... Just you know, just went too hard and it was too much pressure in the William Reed and then bounced back 
out of that tough run to win the Hariba carrying a big weight. So, you know, who's to say he can't just continue to, to go to a new level? And I thought uh, he's only been down the straight once, and that was back, uh, you know, in his early years. He tackled a Poseidon Stakes and was beaten a couple of lengths. So, um, yeah, I, I've lent his way uh, without without being overly confident. He'll, he'll probably improve with a run. But I've got him on top of 14, say, Magique, the four-year-old mare who I thought returned a, a really good effort in the Cochrane. Uh, in for third, number two, Star Patrol, resumed with the win in the Bobby Lewis. He's up four and a half kilos on that, so he will need to have taken another step forward. And I've thrown 12 cores for concern in for fourth. Toughest test to date, but pretty consistent. One fourteen, two twelve, And I've gone say Majik, uh, just stepping up here, second up. I thought there was improvements come out of her first up performance at Caulfield behind uh, Benedeva. And I think back down the straight will certainly suit this uh, place getter from last year's Coolmore Stud Stakes. So got her on top from Star Patrol, who uh, we all know how what he's capable of down the straights, but has to carry full penalty now after that uh, Bobby Lewis victory. Um, uh, for third, I've put in number 11, Triple Missile, expecting a good performance from him first up. He, he was certainly... Uh, they're about to this level last spring. And then for fourth, number seven, Zutori, who, uh, yeah, another straight track specialist, but uh, not getting any younger. I've gone 14 to 11 and seven. Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Zutori on top to uh, break the long drought to beat Star Patrol, Jigsaw and Showmanship, seven, two, one and four. Finally at Flemington, last leg of the quaddy, last race of the day, race 10. Whirlpool, Paris Lane, Stakes, 1,400-metre listed handicap. Joel? I've gone 13, the fortune teller. Uh, went up a pretty good price and still reasonable odds. Uh, didn't have much go right first up in the Bill Ritchie. Went back from a wide gate, was caught wide, and then had trouble finding clear galloping room early in the straight. So I think he'd be a bit forgiving for that run. Uh, Jamie Carr on, good barrier. Probably improves with one more run under the belt, maybe out to the mile, but I thought the odds was worth a look each way to beat five. Tamerlane uh, crossed to lead them up in the Bill Ritchie at his own tempo and just probably lacked a bit of fitness, but battled on well. That form's been franked by the winner, Radina. He'll be fitter. He'll go forward and look the winner at some stage. Nine, Umgawa, racing very consistently, back down to 54 kilos. He's not far off another win. And four, Charterhouse, I thought was pretty good first up down the straight in the Bobby Lewis and the step up in distance will help. 13, 5, 9, and 4. I'm with Charterhouse and just wish that he drew a barrier. The two previous starts over the 1,400 and 1,600 metres around the bend at Flemington has drawn wide, got back, and hit the line hard for minor placings, and again draws the car park. But his first up run, the Bobby Lewis, was very good. He will be better extending over distance here, probably better again over the mile, and is a sneaky chance for, uh, well... Uh, maybe the Rupert Clark, I suppose. But uh, I've got Charterhouse on top to beat Tamerlane, who looks the likely leader. So often he can dominate races from the front end, and he does look the likely leader again. I've got Joel's top pick in, the Fortune Teller in for third. I didn't think his first up run was all that bad. And not an option in for fourth. He uh, he just It was a pass mark first up over the 1,100 metres when they ran 102.3. The tempo of 1,400 metres from the inside gate will be much to his liking. So I've gone 4, 5, 13 and 3 in the last race. In a wide open race, I have gone for Minsk moment for Chris Waller back from WA to be Tamerlane, Charterhouse and Umgawa, 6, 5, 4 and 9. My best at Flemington was race... What is that? Five, number three, I am unstoppable. Value bet race four, number nine, sub rising. Joel's best race eight, number seven, Osipenko. Value bet race five, number four, sorry, race four, number four, Zardozzi. And Carl's best race nine, number 14, same Majik. And value bet race seven, number three, Shiraz. As mentioned, they're racing at Rosehill Gardens in Sydney on Saturday. And the first of the black type races is race five, the intriguing three-year-old race Joel referred to before. TAB Roman Consul Stakes, 1,200-metre group two at set weights, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with five Celestial Legend, just hoping that uh, the extra 100 metres can see him turn the tables on Osmosis. He was really hitting the line strongly behind that galloper in the Heritage first up. The 1,100 was always going to be the query. 
Osmosis wasn't really stopping, so you know he's got to tick the twelve hundred meter box. But you wouldn't say that he, he won't. Um, I think one of the two will win. King's Gambit is a chance if he is on his best behaviour and shows his best. He ran pretty well first up down the straight. That was after getting his head up in the middle stages and doing a bit wrong. But that's him. He can do that. Um, he's just going to need a little bit of luck. And you'd, you'd probably prefer him to get smothered away. I'm not sure if that's going to happen from the tricky gate. So it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out for him. And I've got number two, Barber, in for fourth. Uh, just got too far back and... Um, yeah, they were just a bit too speedy for him first up at 1,100, but he had the best last 600 there. So I'd expect improvement. He was coming off a little bit of a setback into that first up run. Five from three, one and two. I've also gone with Celestial Legends on top as well. Uh, liked his liked him going into his first up run, and he found the line well behind uh, the winner there. Uh, for second, I've put in Osmosis, who uh, was the horse that beat him on that occasion, sat further forward, sort of dominated the race from outside the lead, and and obviously is the one to beat again. Kings Gambit in for third, who um, had every chance but was a touch keen in the Poseidon. And for fourth, Royal Tribute, who uh, tried to lead throughout and then faded uh, into fourth behind Osmosis and Celestial Legend. I've gone five, three, one and six. Race six at Randwick, uh, Rose Hill, I should say, is the Toyota Forklift Tap Craig. This is also for three-year-olds. It's over 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties, and it is worth half a million. Yeah, well, with number seven, Ducasse, uh, I was a lot more confident before NCAP was thrown into the mix. But having said that, he's two runs chasing home NCAP in the up-and-coming and the Ming Dynasty this prep. Pretty good. He didn't have much... Luck in the up-and-coming, he was held up from the 300 to the 100 and then finished fourth. And the Ming Dynasty drew 16 of 16, got a mile back and ran on pretty well to finish midfield. His splits were good. So I think third up, he's ready to win each way basis. I've got him on top of one end cap, of course, came out of those two races to go to the Golden Rose and all but win it. Got nailed on the line by Militarise. It's obviously the right form and he's even money and he's going to be hard to beat. Six Ostrak is a horse I've always liked. He finished second to Celestial Legend back in May at Rose Hill. He was beaten first up, but ran okay, and then just liked his change-up speed to put the race away at Rose Hill second up. Tricky gate, but I think he's got something to offer at a bit of a price. And for Chrysaor, who didn't uh, get into the race in the run to the Rose first up, so the step-up and trip will definitely suit him. Seven from one, six, and four. And Cap, for me, did the... Uh... Did a nice performance to win the Ming Dynasty and then was an eye-catching runner-up in the Golden Rose, just overrun late by Militarise. Looks the one to beat from Ducasse, who was held up in the Ming Dynasty back in the field from the outside barrier and did a nice job to get as close as he did in the, under the circumstances. The little pumper in for third and then for fourth, the last start main winner, Macarena. I've gone one, seven, five and 13. First leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill, race seven, Petaluma Hill Stakes, 1,900 metre wait for age event at group two level, and it is worth a an eye-watering $2 million, John. Gone with seven, Huya Mel. I thought his two runs back have been really good, both at wait for age over the mile. Uh, drew 11, settled back in the Chelmsford, hit the line really nicely. And then I think they were intending to go a bit more forward. It was just a touch slow out in the seven stakes second up. So, again, he settled off speed. I thought it was a, a pretty good effort there, beating three lengths. I'm sure they'll be looking to posse up a bit closer here, out to 2,000 metres. Should be fitter again, and I thought he'd take beating from six protagonist. Both his runs this time in have been really good. Had the big weight at Hawkesbury. First up, when just beaten, and then went to the Kingston Town behind just fine and ran on really strongly for fourth. 11, Montefilia, also through that Kingston Town. Had her chance, she'll get her chance again from a good gate and maybe just that little bit fitter with that 2,000 run under the belt. And I've put number one, New Marion, in for fourth. Was runner-up in this race last year. He had had the run leading into it. So just whether he's as forward this time around, I'm not sure. But twice group one runner-up over 2,000 at weight for age last prep. So certainly has the class to be keeping safe. Seven from six, 11 and one. I'm with nine, Hosier on top. He won the Premier's Cup three starts ago at Randwick, really relishing the soft conditions. He was uh, hampered by the, a fall in the 100-metre mark two starts ago. Last time he raced outside the lead in the Newcastle Cup 
Uh, they ran the track record. He's better ridden just off the pace. He had to do the uh, the tradesman's way outside the lead, and he stayed on well under the circumstances for third. I think he's better back to the 2,000 metres. And maybe whilst not completely suited under the weight conditions of the uh, Hill Stakes, the weight for age, I still think he might get away with this at a good price. I've got him ahead of seven Hu Yamel, who's done nothing wrong in two runs this campaign at weight for age level, suited by the rise in distance. Monophilia in for third, uh, placed in the Kingston town. She doesn't win out of turn, but you must respect the fact that she does boast a, a weight for age 2,000 metre win on her CV. And then for fourth, number 12, hinged another uh, mare that doesn't win out of turn, but uh, must be forgiven for a last start failure, pulling up with cardiac arrhythmia. She wasn't far away. First up in the wink stakes behind Fangirl. I've gone 9, 7, 11 and 12. Race 8 at Rose Hill. Alan Brown stakes first running of 1,400 metre quality handicap worth $1.5 million. John? Yeah, I was tossing up here between 12 Waterford and 15 Palmetto. You can make the case they're both uh, perhaps slightly hampered by coming back in distance of the 1,400, but they're the two I'm keenest on. I've leaned the way of Palmetto. I thought he was very good behind Democracy Manifest. He ran super uh, without late luck in the Epsom last week. 52 and a half, nice lightweight. Should help him quicken nicely over the 1400. Waterford had him in my numbers in the Epsom last week. They elected to scratch from a wide draw. He draws middle of the road here. He's going really well. He just needs a little bit of luck, a bit of tempo, a bit of um, you know, clear air at the right time. And he can certainly win. Third, I've got number 16, Olentia. She was also scratched last week. Unfortunately, she's come up again with another wide barrier. So she's going to need a little bit of luck. And I've got 10, Detonator Jack who will run here rather than Flemington, having drawn the inside gate. Both runs have been good. If he's not looking for further than 1,400 third up, then he can win. So you know, I guess I've got a few horses here that might potentially find 1,400 a shade short, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty tricky race. 15, 12, 16, 10. Yeah, Waterford on top for me. Done nothing wrong in both Group 2 appearances this campaign. Uh, as, as Joel outlined, scratched last week and uh, hopefully isn't looking for a touch further, but... Uh, should be running home strongly. Ahead of number 10, Detonator Jack. I just worry from that inside barrier uh, if he'll be able to get through the field. But uh, with 54 kilos, hopefully if he does get stopped, he, he can recommence and, 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 and uh, attack the line. Alentia in for third, horse number 16, uh, who does draw poorly. Then the tempo was against in the uh, tramway and, and, and then ran home strongly in the Bill Ritchie. And then for fourth, Argentia, who's gone around at a little bit of a price, I think about 11 or $12. And I think 1,400 metres is, is right on their upper distance limit. I've gone 12, 10, 16, and 13. Last of the features at Rose Hill on Saturday is the Nibison. It is race nine. It is set weights and penalties for Mares, 1,200 metres, group three, Joel. Yeah, a bit of a throw at the stumps here with a ruffian number nine, Rainbeal. But uh, she... Caught my eye at the trials before her first run for Joe Pride. And a bit of a similar profile before she joined the stable of a uh, similar profile to that of Maria Mia, who, of course, he was able to really um, improve and, and get her to Group 1 glory. Uh, this girl missed the start first up, so she was out of the game, but she really hit the line nicely. Went back to the trials, was slow away again. So that was the concern leading into Rose Hill second up. But she did begin quite well. She got to outside the lead. And she looked beaten at the 300, but she stuck on really well for second. She was never going to beat Tristate, who was always going to be hard to run down once he was leading there. But I thought it was good improvement. If she begins well again, she'll get a nice run from barrier five. And 50 to one is big overs for mine. Five magic time is a real talent. Terrific return first up at Caulfield. Been back to the jump outs at Cranbourne and has looked really smart. Four queen of the ball. Probably just went a bit too hard last time out in the Scirocco, but she wasn't beaten all that far. And prior to that, she was runner-up to Paracel, who's favourite here. And I've got her in for four. She just uh, has come up with an awkward gait, but clearly has the right form. Nine from five, four and three. I've gone with Magic Time. Uh, this is a mare that resumed in the Heath as a, a well-backed uh, runner and made ground uh, with some quick late splits. And uh, with the tempo was was very much against on that occasion as Fora rode the pace behind uh, Midwest and uh, Magic Time came from a hopeless position to finish fifth on that occasion. I think will be suited in this race. Got her the beat Parasail, 
who won the Toy Show and then was runner-up in the Cochrane behind Benedetta. Third, number two, Revolutionary Miss, who's trialled well ahead of her resumption. And then for fourth, number seven, She's All Class, who resumes from a spell and started last campaign with a swooping victory at Mooney Valley. I've gone five, three, two and seven. All right, we have heard the boys' value bets. Joel's was race six, number seven, Ducasse, and Carl's race seven, number nine, Hosier. Uh, we have not heard about your best bets. So we'll start with you, Joel, in race three. Yeah, race three, number one, Mission Phoenix. I think it's his race on Saturday. There are a couple that are lightly weighted that pose a bit of a threat. So he's got 61, which is no easy feat. But his first two runs were really good. A uh, bit of a head scratcher third up. But good to see him bounce back next time. He just got held up at a key stage and then couldn't quicken with his 60 and a half and straight acer had gone straight past him. But I thought he did a good job to run second. Now he gets to 2,000. So three goes at it for two wins and a third. And looking at the speed map, he should be able to control it. Uh, I'd say they'd want to kick through and try and lead from gate one. So he's fully fit, gets to his right trip. And despite the 61, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. My best bet is a horse that we've both got a bit of time for, Joel. Race 10, number 10, Gringotts. Uh, gets his chance to win uh, again. Uh, has been sort of knocking on the door a little bit. Was third to Najim Sahel first up when the uh, track pattern was dead against. And then last time was a beaten favourite behind Osbred Flirt. He did have every chance, it must be said, but maybe this race just lacks a little bit of uh, quality compared to that last start uh, race. So giving him another chance, and I presume you are in his corner as well, Joel? Yeah, I have tipped him, Carl. I was very deflated after last run because he just had the perfect run and he learned to win. And it was, yeah, it was a little bit flat to see him not quite finish off. But um, yeah, I think this race is a little bit easier. They're both 78s, but I think it's a little bit weaker and deserves another chance third up. All righty. As I mentioned, Murray Bridge is the venue for SA Metro Racing on Saturday. Or is it? Um the venue formerly known as Muzzer B is now Tommy F. It's Thomas Farms Racecourse, Murray Bridge. Uh, but it is still in the town of Murray Bridge or somewhere near there at least. Uh, Gifford Hill, it's uh, had a few <laughs> different names, this particular one. And uh, they do love long names over in South Australia. And the, the official name of Race 9 at Muzzer B on Saturday is Carlton Draft, Murray Bridge, Gold Cup, Brackets, Heat of TAB, Happy Trails Series, Close Bracket. It is over 1,600 metres. It's a quality Carl listed event worth 120000 What did you make of it? Lord Vladivostok looks really well suited in this race. He was pretty impressive winning first up with 63 kilos. He uh, got back to last. He swept down the outside and, and won by almost four lengths. He, he really smashed him into submission and uh, suited nicely under the weight scale here with that three-time Victorian Country Cups winner, uh, not usual glorious, sort of compressing the weight scale. He's really well suited, has a very good second-up record, and it just looks a target race by the stable, Michael Hickman, who doesn't train all that far away from Murray Bridge. So I've got him on top as my best bed today to win the Cup from 11 pudding, 16 Jack the Lad, and 14 on Francais. All righty, and let's hear about your specials at the bridge. So best bet race nine, number two, Lord Vladivostok. The value is race five, number three, the map. And the map is actually not as much value as I anticipated. It's come up $5.50 equal favourite. But in saying that, should be very hard to beat. Uh, ran third behind Lord Vladivostok. First up when resuming, then last time got back and found the line. Was only beaten a length and a half by Chicago Storm, who does run in the Murray Bridge Cup. Uh, the map extends to 2,000 metres third up, and that's the key aspect of this uh, mare. She does really want a trip, and the rise in distance should suit. Uh, other horses to sort of look out in the program, race 8, number 10, Stupendo, also entered for Mooney Valley on Friday night, so see where they go there. And race 10, number 10, Wine Baron, that was beaten first up last time, but certainly can atone in that last race. Any thoughts on Thomas Farms Racecourse Murray Bridge, John? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. All right. Well, we'll move to Eagle Farm, where it's the first week of the brave new world of uh, 10 race cards for Brisbane Metro programs. And uh, 
In fact, there's 10 races at Murray Bridge as well, and there's going to be 10 races in Adelaide for the next four weeks. So, uh, well, uh, makes for a fairly busy day for punters, and uh, it's not not great news for those of us uh, who produce printed form guides and uh, only have a certain number of pages to fit things in. But uh, still, uh, we pretty much we are lapping up the future, and race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the Forex Queensland Cup. It's uh, back to 2,400 metres these days. It is a uh, listed quality worth 160000 Carl? Desert Icon looks very hard to beat. Deserves to win a race of this nature. Has raced exclusively at Group 3 enlisted level. All campaign, yet to sort of disgrace himself. He's, he's always been competitive. And this looks a pretty winnable assignment on the soft side of, of a listed race, it must be said. And with the leading local jockey, James Orman, the board should be very hard to beat. Got him ahead of Bonnie Ezra, Little Mix and Fancy Man. So that's two, four, ten and three in the Queensland Cup. And race eight, number two, Desert Icon was your best. Tell us about your value bet, which comes up in the next. Release the brakes, race nine, number five. This was a beans, horse that was... Beans, beans, uh, beans. Sorry, beans, sorry, yeah. beans. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so release the beans. It was runner-up two starts ago uh, at Doombin. Got back from the wide gate and was narrowly beaten on that occasion. Then again, drew wide at Toowoomba, relegated to the back of the field, was held up from the 400-metre mark to about the 150 and just ducked and dived through the field for fourth behind Chatty Lady who he does meet better two kilos at the weights and is more than capable of turning around here on a, on a bigger track at Eagle Farm where he's won twice previously. All righty, Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? Uh, just race seven, surely that's the race for Brosnan. Uh, they've found a class three set weights race. He has only won one from 15, but uh, I thought his first up run was excellent at Rose Hill. And then staying at 1,200 was clearly a negative, as was gate 14 of 14 at Randwick next time. So forget that. Up in trip, barrier one, and they've just found the right race. So $4, I think, is uh, more than takeable. Um, Kalgoorlie is the venue for WA racing on Saturday. The Kalgoorlie Cup is the main race. It is a race eight. It's a 2,300-metre uh, listed handicap. And our Perth man, Greg Hooper, is with Villains to be recalled, be optimistic and groundbreaker, 3, 11, 5 and 6. Hoops' best race, 5, number 10, Red Cadillac. And value bet, race 6, number 1, Street Parade. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Hawara and Mutter Mutter. Uh, yeah, at, uh, they've both got uh, feature races at both meetings. Hawara is... Um has got a $100,000 mare's race, and we see the return of Prowess. So that's obviously going to take uh, plenty of interest on both sides of the Tasman. That's race six on the program. She's obviously had that little bit of a setback, but uh, be keen to see how she resumes against a, a couple of fitter and handy mares. Uh, race four is my best at Hara, and it is number eight, Bow Hill. Four-year-old mare, we've seen her once, and it was a pretty impressive debut win. Uh, the daughter of Satono Aladdin blew the start, settled a clear last and was still able to mow them down and win under a hold on the line. So she was slow away in the recent trial. That's the query. She's going to be slow away again and spotting them a start at 1,200, but I think she's got a bright future and can be too good for them. And my value bet is race five, number five, Chikira Lass. Uh, back from open company, has uh, that was from her first up run back to a benchmark 75 here so she's better better place she was stakes competitive last time in and worth noting that trainer lisa latter has been having very uh, good results with her runners second up from a campaign this uh, in the past 12 months and madam madam my best bet is race three number 10 burgundy if has a shocking barrier but she's a good mare this girl she resumed over 1100 and potentially using as a bit of a barrier trial. She hadn't trialed leading in. Uh, she was always going to find it too short, but she ran super to finish third. She wanted to lay in up the straight, which certainly didn't help. Out to 1,400 suits. She looks in for a good prep. And I made my value bet a first starter in race one, number seven, Promised Land by Echoes of Heaven. He's had plenty of trial experience and he showed a, f a fair amount of ability. Um, I thought 1,400 on debut would suit. 
his latest trial, he chased a very smart one who came in out and bolted in um, subsequent to that trial. So I think there's a, a bit of depth to his trial for him. He might be worth a look on debut. Alrighty, that wraps up a huge first Saturday in October around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Getting a bit beyond a joke. Second successive wipeout last week. Um, yeah, mine was particularly unimpressive. Uh, brave mead for the price. Uh, and so desperate am I that I'm going to go each way this time. And I'm going to go for a horse that is currently 8.50 and 2.80. So it won't be a massive profit if it runs a minor placing. And I speak of Flemington at race 7, number 4, Serpentine. Joel? I'm going to have my 20 for a win on Mission Phoenix at Rose Hill, race three, number one. And I'll go Murray Bridge, race nine, number two, Lord Vladivostok. All right. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of great reading besides and all your favourite features. Uh, And it is online as we speak to you. It is in shops first thing Friday morning. We have had to leave out the size of winners and international stakes winners this week because of those huge fields and 10 race cards. But that is available free online if you want to go to the winningpost.com.au website. There is a link there, and that is indeed how you get your online winning post as well if you would like that. Uh, But uh, meanwhile, we hope you back plenty of winners over the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.